I mean, I've felt for years, like I've wanted to do something with my creative talents uh, that have been squandering them instead of allowing myself to just do things that would be fulfilling for me and treat myself like a professional instead of a hobbyist. Anytime I did have that I wanted to use for a specific project, even if I had an idea, I would jump ahead. I would start thinking about how can I make this the next big thing or how can I monetize it? The Side Hustlers Perspective podcast is fuel for your mind and creative grind. Each week, we break down the art of healthy hustling, getting out of your own way, and growing your creative business. What's going on? You're listening to episode 256 of the Side Hustlers Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Coach Scotty Russell, and my mission is to help you grow your creative biz and get paid to play. You can follow me on Twitter at ScottyTheCoach and Instagram at Coach Scotty Russell for all things coaching and art. And let's just pick right up where we left off from last week with part two today of the Side Hustlers Student Spotlight featuring my current spring 2023 students. Now, if this is your first episode, I highly recommend hitting pause and going back to part one, which is episode 255, to learn more about what this series is about, as well as learn more about the 12-week coaching, and most importantly, just enjoy the overall flow of the full conversation. Part one featured Silva, Tommy Morell, as well as Morgan Zion. Part two today is going to feature Huang Truong, Caleb Crisp, Jonathan Palmasano, as well as my VA and mini coach, Britt Hoffman. But before we dive right back in, if you know that you want to be a part of this future 12-week program, I highly recommend first getting a taste of what to expect by enrolling in a three-week quarterly group coaching boot camp, which usually take place in January, May, August, and November throughout the year. These boot camps are designed to provide you a year's worth of measurable growth, support, and accountability, or they're also available as just one-off sessions to tackle your current biggest season of struggle based on the agenda that I'm doing. To learn more and join the waitlist, visit bootcampsidehustle.com because bootcampers get first dibs when the next 12-week fall or spring sessions open up. So as always, keep an open mind and act on anything that inspires you today. Let's go. Next up, my brother, Huang. Hey, I'm Huang Chung. I am a, an artist and a visual designer. I am currently working as a full-time freelancer, and it's I've been freelancing for six, seven years now, working with um, a mix of big tech brands such as Google and IBM and local smaller businesses. So I'm kind of like a multidisciplinary designer. Um, but outside of the day job, I create designs and illustrations that mostly draw from my personal experiences as a gay Asian American millennial, often inspired by like Asian American pop culture with elements of melancholy and nostalgia. Um, I grew up in Oklahoma, so I struggled a lot with my figuring out my identity. Um, so a lot of what inspires and motivates me is using my skills as a designer and an artist to kind of make sense of of, of like who I am and where I fit into this world. That's a lot, you know, especially from Q1 to where you are now. It's wild, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, but it's cool how you're really shaping that identity and stepping into the person you are and who you want to be, especially with this project that you're currently working on. Can you talk a little bit more about that? And I'll share the screen so people can see um, what you're cooking with right now. 
Yeah, so my current series is titled Gaijin Supermarket. It's kind of like the culmination of this idea that I've had in me for so long. And I'm finally trying to get back into like getting it out. And um, it's an outlet to tell my story in a vulnerable yet entertaining way and allowing me to like experiment with my style and like really push myself outside of like the boring shit that I do for the day job. And you know, I feel like Asian American voices are just now starting to like be more relevant in mainstream um, culture. Um, but I feel like specifically gay Asian Americans aren't represented enough. And I grew up not really having like someone like a role model to look up to. So I would like the goal of this project is to be to offer my voice and to fill the space and to um, just offer like another representation for this underrepresented space that exists right now. And that hopefully by working on this and sharing my work, I will connect with others who have shared similar struggles or come from similar backgrounds and who feel isolated in this world and um, like struggle in their journey of self-discovery. We can already kill hopefully because after your first or second piece you already had someone reaching out you know yeah yeah someone actually dm'd me um he was like a an acquaintance that i met in college but never really like kept in contact with um or had like a real real, like friendship or relationship to and he actually reached out to me and um he was also gay and asian and he just let me know that he's really digging like what i'm doing and it kind of resonates with some of the things that he struggled with. So that was a good, like, reassuring thing to, like, experience because I feel like I've been struggling a lot with, like, you know, my confidence and, like, whether or not, like, I can really add value to this world. Um, So, yeah, it felt really, 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 like, good to hear. Which is wild because... One of our exercises within the program, three buckets of value, and you hit me up or whatever call it was. You're like, just not really sure the value I can provide. You know, I know my designer identity, my freelance identity. I understand the value here, but like you say it within the project, you know, and you're already proving it and the value that you find into it. It's it's allowing you to step into who you're supposed to be, and then it's allowing other people to feel seen, understood. Like that's value, you know, and and that's that's value that I feel is hard to create in terms of impact. Most people want it to just be about the cool, sexy, shiny work and they want the vanity metrics, but something that you're kicking out has a lot of soul and story in it. You know, it's way more important than just a meaningless click and like, you know? Yeah, definitely. I I just feel like I've lived my whole life suppressing myself and like, my identity and who I was, you know, being told that I was too feminine or like too like X, Y, Z. And like, it just like kind of like caused me to like, you know, hide and be afraid to let others in. And this project is kind of like, in a way it's kind of like my coming out again, like in more ways than just like, hey, I'm gay. Like, it's just, it's it's me allowing myself to like tear down the walls that I've built up pretty much and 
just to like kind of connect with others again. That's value. Well, let's talk about the struggles. You got a mountain of struggles coming in, you know, like Q1 bootcamp, everything, you know, and you're another Q1 product that joined the 12 week spring program right after that. Here's the three week program. Then let's go deeper to the 12 week because you started tapping into stuff. So let's talk about you at the beginning of this year. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, at the beginning of the year, I was at a really, really low point. Actually, um, I hadn't worked on anything creative in over two years. I haven't posted anything like kind of like at the start of pandemic. I was just in this like hiatus, like completely like hidden. And at the start of the year, I actually told my one of my best friends that I had feelings for him and I got rejected. And like that kind of like lit the fire under my ass. And I was like, at a very, very low. And I just like felt really bad about myself and like not confident in like anything. And I felt like I needed to like take control of something or like make some big changes. And I was DMing my friend on Instagram when I got like an ad from like for the, your Q1 bootcamp. And I was just like, I didn't even like think about it. I, I listened to your podcast, like when I was living in LA, like over two, three years ago. And I was like, this is like a sign from like big brother of IG, like watching us. And like, this is like, this is like my time to like do something and like take control. And um, yeah, so I came into this program with the idea of like, I'm going to like have a body of work at the end of it, blah, blah, blah. I was just like feeling very like motivated and Cause I, I, I like lost that motivation. I, I like, and I never really had like confidence in myself or an organized system. Like in the past I would work on personal projects, but like I had no organization. So like ideas would just be stopped at like notes on my iPhone app, you know? And like, I just needed, like, I just needed to learn how to like work more efficiently and like, and give yourself like a permission slip to create work that is actually like your artistic identity, you know, cause you're heavy designer based too. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I started late. Like I didn't do like take art in high school or anything. I literally, my parents thought I was going to be a doctor. Like I literally changed my major to visual communications, like a week into university. So like, I always felt like I, was never good enough, you know, never, never like as good as like people who have done art all their lives. So like, there's definitely that element of imposter syndrome that like causes the inner bitch in me to like continue, continually like limit myself. Right. And it's not like you have all these struggles fixed, like all the struggles people are sharing here, they still deal with them. They're just way more equipped with the tools to handle that shit now. And so uh, coming in, Lack of clarity, confidence, imposter syndrome, hiding, you know, but let's flex on some big wins because slow progress is progress. And I feel like you've made massive progress, you know, especially again, under the hood. We talked about it earlier today on a quick call, internal traction versus external traction. Most people think only, only external traction counts when really, how do you get external traction if you don't have internal wins? So let's flex. What are like some of the one to three biggest takeaways or highlights that you know, Huang at the beginning of this year needed to hear. Yeah. So like I said, I, I came into this program, like wanting to like have like a completed series, but I, 
realize now that a lot of like my wins were under the hood like you said like a lot of like mental battles and like mindset work so like I would beat myself up a lot because I was moving slower or like didn't have like concrete measurable progress like but I think like it was beyond that and I think you helped me realize that like I needed to like fix sort of like the mental and like get more objective with things and um you know I always like thought like art and art and creativity was like the solution to deal with like my my depression or like my mental problems and I used art as a way to like cope with it but I guess I didn't realize that like I like the mental issues kind of prohibited me from even starting the art to help with like so like it was like this like cycle of like I don't know like everything's connected and so like I have to figure out like I have to retrain my brain and how it was like raised and before I could even like get to the point where I'm creating again and like I'm working through this now even like I'm I've been seeing a therapist for the past months and it's been great and I feel like I've used to get so frustrated at the end of those sessions because he would be saying the same things over and over again and every session I'm like I'm wasting money like I know this about me but really it's being patient and like taking things slow and like change isn't gonna like happen instantly and I need to like realize that and understand that like it's okay to move slow you know definitely you know and, and the comparing and everything everybody deals with that too and and, and some of your check-ins are like is it okay to move this slow is it okay to move this slow I'm like if you look back to where you were at the beginning of the year, would you call this slow progress? No, because I literally haven't worked on anything in over two years and I've already like finished two pieces. So it's already like great progress. When we live in the day to day, shit feels like a fucking sluggish slug, just not slaying anything, you know, looking back, what do I have to show for myself today? But again, it's like when in doubt, zoom out. When you have a hard week, it's just a blip in the radar when I talk about slowing down so you can grow fast, you slow down this program, but yet if you look back to the beginning of the year, you've grown really fast. You know? Yeah. It's just too easy to get lost in the mix in the day-to-day -day when life hits you, the day job hits you. Yeah, for sure. I, I It's so cliche, the marathon mindset, but damn, that shit's so true. No, like, there's truth in, like, you know, cliches and stereotypes and all that, you know? But yeah, and like another thing that I've learned that I would have told my past self is, and it's something that you actually said to me in the Q1 bootcamp on my first hot seat call, which I fucking hated. I was trembling and I still tremble because I, I struggle with like talking about myself. But you said that by not sharing my work and by hiding, I was robbing the world of my story and my talent. And I never really like, considered that because you know I've always had a lack of confidence and I grew up in an environment that like I was like constantly hiding myself and I think like going through this program it's allowed me to like be more confident and be okay with showing vulnerability because 
I think at the end of the day, like I just want to connect with others, like and show like be accepted for who I am and to not be afraid of being rejected for being me. Powerful. It's praise time. So again, what I have written down here, I do remember the first time I reached out to do on Discord, be like, hey, do you want to be a part of the hot seat, you know, for this three-week boot camp? You let me know how uncomfortable it made you, yet you threw yourself into the fire. And that's where I immediately saw the first steps of progress. I'm like, okay, you, you have what it takes. You just showed yourself it's possible. I remember I got that message from you. I was in the drive-thru line for coffee and I was like, I needed to just chug it before I answered because I was like, I had a feeling this was coming and like my heart just like dropped and I was just like, damn, okay, game time. There's a takeaway there. When you want to say no to something, really your fear, your excitement is disguised in fear. Your lizard brain can only measure what you could lose by taking a risk because your brain, you know, it's, it's, your brain is wired to keep you safe, but your gut, your heart, your soul, your intuition, that's the excitement, but your brain is fear. The logic is fear. So when you feel like you want to say no to yeah. something, but it's also like scary and exciting, that fear is, yeah. is really exciting. Yeah, and that's how, you, that's how exactly. you grow, you know? So back to the praise time, you're one of the most talented people I've ever met. I've told you this so many times, but what good is talent with when the mind and the lack of systems are working against you? What's it matter? So fast forward today, you've managed to show up each week building your mental fortress and structure and systems around you despite travel events, you know, that have uh, distracted you, but worthwhile distractions, I would say, chains up at your day job, your routines, and just life in general. You've had a lot going on. You started not only sharing your work again and posting, you started sharing work in progress posts, you know, which is really, really hard. It's not the sexy final piece, but everybody drools over your work in progress stuff like what that's a work in progress sketch shit and i know you said that you thought you would be farther in your 30s because you just recently turned 30 but to me i shift the perspective i see it as this year 2023 and you turning 30 is just a massive time stamp in the evolved identity the reinvention of huang the hungry hitter who makes his creative dream a non-negotiable a non-negotiable, no matter how many hurdles you have to navigate, even if you have to slow down, listen to your body, you have to take a break. Tonight, I'm supposed to have this dude, but I'm going to play some video games to get my mind right. Because when you fully start to see what I see and everybody else sees, shit, it's game over, you know? And this is all a game. You're a gamer. This shit's just a game, you know? It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be challenging. Every new level is a new devil. And you're just unlocking and advancing stages along the way. So continue to stay hungry, stay patient, have fun with it have support in your corner, and you also are going to make a massive impact, which will make the tougher seasons that you've navigated before. It's just going to make it all worth it. So thank you for being a part of this. Yeah, thank you, Scotty. Much love, brother. All right, let's move forward to Crispy. What's up, everybody? What's up, brother? The floor is yours, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Caleb Crisp, and I'm a muralist and art, uh, graphic designer from Abilene, Texas. So I specialize in creating large-scale typographic murals that focus primarily on positive words and phrases that use perspective, depth, and vibrant colors. So I work closely with local business and building owners to create uplifting and engaging murals that enhance the existing branding or achieve a desired aesthetic that they want to have in their space. So I want to try to transform my city into um, like average spaces into like 
destinations. Like I want, I want people to want to, to, to go to different places in, in downtown Abilene and in my city, um, because of things that I've put there to, for people to enjoy. So yeah, that's what I do. Love it, man. So why murals then? Yeah. So I decided like, so I did, I did some boot camps with Scotty, uh, starting in Q2 of May, 2022. And, um, I just like, I wanted to get started on something and I knew that I kind of, I, I wasn't as great at typography as I wanted to be. And so I was like, okay, I need to find something that's going to help me learn typography. Cause that's, that's something that I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm as good at. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and get started on that. Um, it also helps to improve my city. And so I, I feel like murals is a, a very large scale way to, um, like just get people involved in art. And that's something that I knew I wanted to do. Um, cause that's something that had been influential for me growing up. And I also love painting and love physical work. So it just seemed like a, a culmination of a lot of things that I enjoyed. Um, and so I decided to just go ahead and full send it and, and do some murals. Absolutely. So what else, you know, you got cooking right now with projects. You've had a lot going on this season, man. You came in just like, I'm going all out. And and maybe you've paid the price for it as well, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But at the same time, like you came in hungry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll say like, like I wanted to get started on something so bad. Like whenever I first started the program, I was just like, I have to do something like like part part of my story actually involves finding Scotty um, before I took that twenty twenty uh, the twenty twenty two boot camp in Q three uh, Q two. Um, I would like I was living in a, a bit of a unhealthy living situation. Um, I would sit at home for like hours and just not do anything, and I was like depressed and anxious all the time. And so like had to figure out some stuff to to work through, um, and. I finally decided I was like, like I found Scotty's podcast and and realized I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm like I like there's other people in the world who are actually like pushing themselves to do this stuff. Like I had these ideas in my mind of what I wanted to do, but I didn't actually like start. Um, so I just figured I was like, I have to start something. And so um slowly worked my way up to like did did the first boot camp and I needed to find a day job. So I I found a day job. And then that kind of allowed me to um, pursue some of the stuff on the side that I wanted to. Because um, you were fresh out of college. Fresh out like, of college. I'm going into boot camp. Yeah. Jeez. Like, yeah. So I, I decided I was like, okay, I need to figure out what's my main hustle first. And then once I found my day job that I currently work at, I was like, okay, I need to find like something that's going to help me push myself creatively and set myself up to do things that I want to do long term. So I went from like like literally stuck at home, not sure what I was going to do and like not sure how to get myself unstuck to like progressively moving towards, um, you know, finding that day job. And then also like pushing myself to to do things that I, I knew I could do. I just didn't know how to start. Absolutely, man. So what other kind of like big struggles did you come into this specific program with? Cause you know, you started last year with a boot camp. Now there's like this year you're speaking and helping and coaching in a boot camp. So it's it's pretty crazy, but we'll talk about like the wins and the flexes here in a little bit. But let's let's tackle some of these big struggles that you've walked into the boot camp and some that you're still navigating. Yeah. So I already talked a little bit about getting started. I'll just go ahead and expound on that first. Um, so like I had done a lot of work on the mindset portion of things from the past three boot camps that I did. So I did Q2, Q4, and Q1. 
Um, and so I had like thought through a lot of the things that we like we talk about in the boot camp right now, that the 12 week program, but it was like I had only thought about it and like I'm like, oh yeah, like I want like I'm like I know I like I can see kind of the way that I want to do this and like but I, I literally just didn't start. I was just like, I was stuck. I like, I literally was paralyzed, couldn't figure out how to move. And so I like came into this program, like, oh my God, I like, I've got to, I've got to start. And so that was kind of the, the motivation, like, like honestly, but like, I mean, getting into this 12 week program was one of those things that was like, like, it, it's like, I have to do it now. Like, it was like, it was the last straw. Like, it's like, okay, like I'm, I'm going all in on this. I got to do it. And so, um, yeah. And then uh, like, I was like, I thought, thought a lot about what I wanted to do. Just, just had to get, get started. And then like deadlines for me were like the only thing that would actually help me get going on things. So part of it was like, I need, I knew I needed the accountability, but also it was giving myself permission to start some of the habits that I knew I needed to make to stay consistent with my stuff. Um, yeah. And then, uh, quickly realized like I, I knew this about myself but like didn't realize just how bad it was is like perfectionism and expectations so I have like really really unrealistic expectations for myself of like what I should be able to achieve in a given amount of time or like like I'm all or nothing it's like if I'm gonna do something I'm going 110 percent and if I'm not doing it I'm not gonna pretend like I'm doing it and so it's like like in my head, I'm thinking of this perfect version of what I want to happen. And then I'm living in the reality of like, okay, I'm not doing that. And so it's like, I was like, again, I was just stuck. I was like, how do I, I don't even know how to get started. Cause I'm just like, I'm like, I'm living in this ideal, like perfect world of like, oh, I'm making murals and doing all this stuff. And then on this, on the other hand, like in reality, I'm just like, oh, I'm never going to do that. And so like, it's, I, it's I, like, here's the big grandiose idea, but what's like the first step in the next smaller steps? How do I break this big idea into something possible? Yeah, absolutely. So basically I just like, like I, I, I have these, like, you know, it's like, oh, okay, like I'm going to do it. I'm going 110%. And so now like, I'm like, you know, I'm starting and I'm going to do everything. I'm going to bite everything off. I'm going to, I'm going to go and just go, go, go. And then like, finally realize like, Oh crap. Like I'm like, like I have limited energy. Like I'm, I I'm also like neglecting my physical and mental health. Like I'm like, I'm not taking care of myself. And so, um, that was kind of like the, the first portion of the boot camp, and, and still is kind of happening right now, but, um, we'll, we'll touch on that in a second. Um, and then priorities. Um, I feel like I've like, I kind of knew what my priorities were. Like, I didn't like, I mean, I'm, I'm like a I'm fresh out of college. I, I have a day job. I'm single. And so like my priorities are relatively limited anyways. So it's like, I, like I kind of knew what I should be working on, but honestly, I didn't know, like, like I, I couldn't, I couldn't have told you like what I can tell you now of like, Oh yeah. Like health, health needs to be my number one priority. And then family comes under that. And then after that, it's my side hustle and all this other stuff. And so like, there are things that I've learned to start prioritizing now that I, I, I didn't even like, I, I was, I was so focused on just trying to figure out how do I start something then, then realizing that it's like, oh, I can't start something unless I'm healthy. Like, unless I'm like, like going to counseling, doing the stuff that like, I know I need to do. And so like, once I started doing those things, it was actually like really helpful to, to, keep like to keep going and do the stuff that I like, I know that I'm capable of doing. So 
right instead of making everything a same level priority and getting nothing done or getting so much done but you're digging yourself an early grave it's truly pecking order of what's most important in life bucket what's most important a day job bucket and what's most important a dream job bucket because there's clear separation you know um but let's flex on some highlights you know what are some big wins or takeaways that you've had yeah so um the managing expectations and perfectionism part that's been the i mean that's been the biggest struggle throughout the entire program under promise over deliver yourself Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I've just like, I, I've, I've realized I need to start defining what success looks like before I start something. Cause if I don't that perfect image of what I like, what it should be, it's, it's not going to live up to that. And for me, like I've, I really value like self, like personal growth. I really value like whenever I, like when I learned a lesson it's like, I don't even look back to, to previous me. It's just like, it's, it's only me and forward. It's like, it's like what I know now. And it's, it's beyond this. So like, I, I wasn't taking a time to like, look back and, and see anything. Cause it's just like, it's like, it's where I'm at now and, and, and forward and where I should be. And so I had to realize like, okay, I'm trying a lot of things for the first time. Like, because I mean, like I'm, I've literally been only designing for probably like three or four years now. I really didn't do anything in high school. Like I, I was artistic, but like, didn't do much outside of college. And so I'm like, okay, I'm doing things for the first time. And I have these unrealistic expectations of what I like should be doing. So I had to define like, this is what success looks like for me. If I, if I plan the attack every single day for this week, then that that's successful. Um, and again, it's hard, but it's like, those are successes. And I have to, I have to keep reminding myself of that because I, I want to keep seeing physical work. I want to keep like, like the third week of the program, I got really pissed off. Cause I was just like, I'm like, I'm, I'm spinning my wheels really hard trying to like pump all this stuff out on Instagram and I'm not actually doing anything. Like I don't have any physical work to show. And so I like, I realized that and I like, I, I voiced that frustration and that next week went and, and painted the, or did the chalk wall mural. Cause I was just like, I have to do something physical. I need something to show for it. So that's when I kind of like switched a little bit, a bit of a gear to, to realize like, oh, like, you know, like I, I gotta, I gotta get out of my head and start like actually just like getting something in front of me. So that um, cause like if I'm, if I'm comparing what is not actually in front of me to my expectations, I'm not going to be able to like, it's, it's, it's an unfair comparison. Um, right. so, and then uh, getting started, uh, I like, I, I got started. <laughs> it's just like, it sounds stupid, but like, I, like I knew what the alternative was like, because I, I wasn't doing anything for so long. And so now it's like, okay, I know what the alternative is. I'm getting started. And so like, I'm, I'm started. And that's, that's been one of the biggest takeaways from this program is just like it, like you can, you can just say like, I'm going to get started and get started. And like, it took a long time for me to get there. And so just the fact that I did it, it's like, I have to celebrate that. Um, so like, there's no, there's no good time to start is what I'm trying to say. And, um, some of the priority stuff. So like understanding my priorities, um, has helped me, like prioritize some things like in my life bucket, not just in my side hustle. So like, um, like I, I go to lunch almost like either, either every week or every other week with my granddad. And that's something that like, I've always known that I'm like, Oh, like I need to do that. And I need to prioritize that. And I never did. And I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you why, but it's just like, it's just one of those things that you really don't think about. 
you're too busy and exactly and it's just like oh like i have life going on i have stuff going on and like i like i would like, i mean i live in the same town as them so i see them but i don't like it, it was never one of those things that like i seek that out and so i finally started doing that and that was that was huge uh and just like realizing like if i if i want something to happen i can make it happen i just have to like i just have to know what it is and start and the, and then like you know getting more specific and and simplifying things comes a little bit after that but starting is good um so like the the physical and, and mental health stuff like i've been pushing myself so hard the last like you know like the the first the first six or seven weeks i just like i was going ham i was just like i've started i'm 110 go 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 and so i hit that point of realizing like okay i'm a slowing down i'm feeling slightly burnt out from the stuff that i'm doing and like I'm like, I'm literally like I've, everything that I've heard from the other people in the boot camp and in previous boot camps is like, I'm feeling burnt out from all this stuff that I'm doing. And I'm like, I don't want that to happen with my side hustle. So I'm starting to simplify things. I'm like, I, I got to prioritize my, you know, my gym time and I got to prioritize my sleep. And so like, you know, I, I got started, went 110 miles per hour. And now I understand some more of my limits. And I'm like, okay, like, if I'm going to, if, if I'm going to go this hard, I need to take weekends and, and like back to myself. And that's like, there's nothing wrong with that. And so I had, I had to learn that. And, and that, that kind of, you know, took a long time, but, it, but I got there. So it's a long game, y'all. We got to pace ourselves. And I have to remind myself that daily, you know, I had a, co- a little conversation with you and Thomas on the call. I'm like, dude, I'm worn out. I can't draw right now. I'm just going to give myself permission for a week to play video games, you know, cause that's like a big distraction for me. I know I can't be playing games all the time cause I will never get anything done. But this week I'm gaming just so I could pace myself and not burn myself out. So praise time before we pivot to Jonathan and end it with Brit. I've said it before, but I'm saying it again. So the world knows it now. You're a young gun, 23, 24, but the drive, the talent, self-awareness, and the emotional IQ at your age is insanely rare as I was just a fucking mess when I was at your age. So past me is hella jealous of current you. You've come so far since your first boot camp, and you even yourself realize this as you were a mini coach today for that Q2 boot camp that you started in last year. Like, comes full circle, right? Pretty crazy. The progress I've noticed the most is your ability to focus and execute when you have a target and learn how to break that grandiose idea into smaller, manageable chunks and prioritize your time and still make sure you're living life and taking care of yourself. Despite the world that we live in that'll make you feel like you need to have your dream figured out at this age, because that shit's fake news. You don't. You have plenty of time, you know? And staying in your own lane, knowing the season that you're in, simplifying, trusting your gut. And most importantly, having some fun with what you're doing, it's going to power you through always. You know, this is what I wish someone would have told me. So a thriving mural biz may or may not be the dream. We don't know yet. It's too early to tell. But right now you're in a season of moving and doing. That's all this is. Moving and grooving and moving. That's, that's, that's it. Because it's about the trajectory. Everything you've been building from a mindset and a systems perspective, that shit's going to catapult you into the next amazing thing, whether it's murals or not. Whatever it is that you figure out like, okay, exploratory mode, I can uproot everything I learned here and apply it to the next thing or scale and go expand on the murals because that is the thing. You don't have to know that right now. So I'm really, really grateful that you've been a part of it. And the last thing I want to say is shout out to you as well for showing us how to leverage AI to evolve and enhance what we're already doing. 
like every week you're showing us a new trick on how to like leverage AI instead of having it replace and making us lazy. You're showing how to put that shit to work to scale and amplify what you're doing. It's fucking incredible. And I'm just really, really grateful to have you a part of this. And I'm stoked to see your coaching design and your mural business really take off. Appreciate you, Scotty. All right. Let's keep it rolling. We got Jonathan, a.k.a. Fart Singer, a.k.a. Mr. J. Palmisano. What's up, Spring Savages? Fart Singer. I meant Fart Signer. My bad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dyslexic I, I, right I've there. been known to sing a little. <laughs> All right. The floor is yours, man. Let us know a little bit about yourself as well as like uh, define what Fart Signer is real quick so people know. Well, uh, the running joke, uh, which is from... My past is fart signer is a word that is meant for fathers slash artists slash designers. But also all those together, you got a fart signer. Um, and it's a fart joke. So, you know, like that kind of fits the dad thing. Um, anyway, so uh, my name is Jonathan Palazzano. I am a dad. I'm also an artist and designer, a designer by trade, artist in my heart. I'm in uh, the Baton Rouge, Louisiana area. Um I've currently been working on during this season, learning to or get back to the roots of creating physical artwork. And then I'm minting and listing that work within the web three Solana NFT space and trying to like get some traction there and just learn about the community. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to really do is connect with people by sending them physical artwork. So each of my pieces comes with a physical that's mailed to the collector um as far as like the kind of artwork i'm into making um, i've always been an illustrator at heart uh but that's really gone into mixed media um energetic like color and line use i'm really into that surreal imagery taking like eyeballs and hands and making just kind of like creepy curious creatures it's all kind of falls in my zone um and i guess in doing all of that my goal has really been, uh, especially during this program, trying to focus on creating art that excites my own imagination, really focusing on doing the work for myself, um, but at the same time, pushing myself to do something that is thought-provoking for others so that I can have those creative conversations that I always love to have with people and talk about process and stuff. So, um, yeah, that's kind of kind of who I am. And I've been in the art scene for... A long time now and i've been in web3 solana the nft scene for about a year and a half crypto for since 2017 i've seen a lot of art you know um but what you're doing is very unique can we talk a little bit about your current project you know and i'll pull it up on screen as well yeah of course um so my current project kind of uh is built off of something i stumbled on a few years back which is that i found out i love drawing on book pages um, but what I didn't know that that was called until I talked with Scotty is that I'm, it's resurrected pages. And, um, this comes from this concept of me having bought, I don't know, dozens of discard or trashed books over the years with no intention to read them really just bought for aesthetic purposes. And then I realized at some point that I could give these pieces of paper and these creative works a second a second life as fine art by collaborating with them so i put my artwork on top of somebody else's artwork 
and save it and give it a second life. And uh, my current series is called The Great Siege, which is actually named after the book that I'm using the pages from. Um, it's a six part series. I just wrapped up the second piece. I'm pushing myself to be intentional as, as Scotty always says, you know, intentional personal projects. So I'm trying to explore more about who I am as a person and how we as people think and why we think the way we think, um, all through, you know, the process of doing this other thing that's interesting to me, which is mixed media artwork. Um, and it's been a challenge, been a hell of a challenge, but um, it's been super rewarding as well. Absolutely, man. You came in to this with a lot of struggles. You and me, we go back to Crop Conference. Shout out to Stay Gray, Pony Boy, Love Crop. That's where we first originally built our relationship. And then we got to know each other in the Q1 boot camp. You know, you're another product of the Q1 3B boot camp last, this January, and then went deeper down the rabbit hole with me. And, you know, you've overcome a lot. You have a powerful story. But let's talk about some of the struggles that you came into, you know, the boot camp this year with and then this program with. For sure. Uh, as far as the struggles I was dealing with when I first came in, um, I, I mean, I've felt for years like I've wanted to do something with my creative talents uh, that have been squandering them. Um, and instead of allowing myself to just do things that would be fulfilling for me and treat myself like a professional instead of a hobbyist. Um, what I was doing was filling all my time with other people's projects because I think I also just have an element of a servant's heart in me, which a lot of us do, or it's really easy for us to be support, like want to, you know, latch on and support other, you know, our friends and family and the things that they want to do. And uh, I just found myself having the hardest time saying no to things. And then once I say yes, you know, I'm going to commit to it. So I would fill up all my time. And then anything, anytime I did have that I wanted to use for a specific project, even if I had an idea, I would jump ahead. I would start thinking about how can I make this the next big thing or how can I monetize it? I have one of the dudes with like 25 URLs that I've never done anything with, you know, and I'm just like... I still have 25 URLs that I haven't done anything with. I think it's actually like a prerequisite now. If you're a designer at, at any point in your life, you have to own at least 15. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I was just like, I was feeling really aimless, I guess. Didn't know how to take myself seriously and put my, put my priorities in line and set schedules for myself. You know, that was the biggest thing I kept harping on the entire boot camp I did. And then even the beginning of this, I, I just was like, I just felt like I couldn't put put myself to task. Like I was waiting for a boss or somebody to tell me what to do. And then you're like, Jonathan, you're the boss though. Like you're the one who has to decide. Um, but th those are the, that was the biggest stuff. I mean, I just could not, I couldn't get it going and I could not commit myself to dedicating the time to what I said I wanted to do. So it was a lot of talk with no action. The action backing up the talk now. What are some of these big takeaways that you've had? The first two like biggest takeaways that I got were um, you always preach about focusing on progress over perfection. I've seen you like you post about that. You say it all the time. Um, you've gotten all of us in the, in, into saying it. I, I guess I always believed that in some sense, but 
um, feeling like I didn't have a direction to focus on. I felt like I wasn't, I just was thinking of grandiose ideas. Um, and I wasn't allowing myself to do that. But then when you set us the task on like forcing us to think about what are your priorities and not just in our side hustle or artistic pursuits, but what are our priorities within our family life or our, um, you know, time with friends and family, I mean, and with friends or our work life and whatever, um, and how you have to set all of those in line and they can change. You reassess them, um, you know, every six months or every year or however you want to do it, but, um, you have to give yourself guardrails and then work within those for a season, commit to doing it for a season. And then you can reassess where you are. Um, I was so worried about trying to figure out what to do. I hadn't decided like what I was working towards yet. So I couldn't even write down the steps I wanted to try to take. Um, and it just, so I was just grinding my gears, trying to figure that out. And I didn't have a plan. Um, so when you slowed us down and made us think about that, as frustrating as it was, honestly, um, it helps because it put kind of just puts you like I like I said in a tweet recently about like getting laser focused and just making the decision that I don't have to do everything right now. Right now, for this next 12 weeks, for this next three months, for this next whatever, I'm literally just doing this. And then after that, I'll decide what I'm gonna do. Keep rolling. You got some other takeaways in there too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um uh the a huge one to me too was celebrating wins. Because I had spent so much time um, thinking about all the stuff I should be doing or that I didn't do um, when I said I was going to do it, that um, I wasn't taking time to appreciate the stuff I was accomplishing or the opportunities I was like taking advantage of. And so going through this uh, boot camp and being forced every week to not just look at what didn't go well and how could you fix it, but also having to say, what did I accomplish helped shift my mindset to, to realizing the value that I am like putting out into the world, but also that I am making progress. And even though I may have the same challenge that quite a few people in here do, and we're all working towards the goal of creating reasonable expectations for ourselves. So we keep making progress. Um, just because you set an expectation, if you get halfway there, you still made progress, you know, and how can I focus on the positives from the experience that I'm getting because I am getting towards my goal. I mean, I made more progress now doing the things I said I wanted to do, which was, I mean, at first I was just like, I just literally want to make more art. Um, and so now I'm doing that and I wasn't doing it for years before that. So uh, and within that, the, a challenge I wasn't expecting was having to find my own voice within my work because I definitely hid for a long time behind just making things I thought were cool or the, let the art speak for itself, but being forced in, you know, forced being encouraged to explain my ideas or to write about them. And have to having conversations with people about what my work means to me and how I got to that conclusion has made me more confident about the work I'm making and why I'm making it, as opposed to just here it is. I hope you like it. I continually refer back, you know, you and I have talked about this 
it's kind of like I've said it a million times to Caleb about Young Gun. I'm impressed. I keep going back to our original call right after Q1 where you're like, I'm, I'm interested in the program. And you were like, my biggest goals by the end of this program is to feel more connected with my art, create work that I'm proud of, and be able to communicate what you're doing and why. And I'm like, instead of the home run, did you check those boxes? The fact like our target was have at least something out there into the world that you could go to crop conference and talk about. Massive checkoff boxes. That's saving the emotion for your art and staying objective with the business. We've been objective. We've been measurable. We've taken time off. We've switched schedules around to work around your life and your travel and events and family. And it's so cool to see like you stepping in to this role of, I'm a goddamn artist who can then leverage my design skills to build a brand identity for myself, leverage all the things I've done for everyone else all these years, but design for myself, combine it with my art, go to market, talk about it, write threads, provide encouragement, be able to like get out of my comfort zone and jump into DMs and reach out and engage with people to spark conversations. You're putting on a clinic right now. You know, you send me the screenshots, I'm like, whew, God damn, because you were hesitant. You didn't like social media coming into this, but I'm like, social media wasn't a tool for you to build something that was important. It was a means of whatever it was to just get out work and it would just exist. You know, there wasn't the intentional, the purposeful play behind it to guide the way. And you're putting on a clinic right now. And it's truly like all the things that you struggle with this or that, you're still struggling. You still have heavy life shit going on. You know, you have a powerful, powerful story. And it's really cool to see everything that you struggle with, the adversity, the highs, the lows, the wins, the in-betweens, the seasons, all being channeled into your work right now. And truly, I feel like you're creating the best work of your life. And I can't wait to hang that motherfucker right back up there where it gets prime screen time every day. So you can see it as a reminder, like, yeah, my work makes a difference. It can be digital, but also the physical and it's your world. You're just creating it right now. So I'm really, really grateful we connected all those years back at Crop and like a chance that we can become brothers, you know, within this program as well. I just want to say I'm really, really proud of your progress because you haven't pursued perfection. Yeah, thank you, man. And I, I really appreciate you um, these last these last couple months. I mean, I'm looking forward to finishing this strong and this just continuing to be connected with this awesome group of like creative badasses right here and just building on this going forward you know i'm excited to follow through like i want to you know that's what i was missing is the intentional follow-through of, of some something that gave me the creative juice to then figure out how i'm going to build on it later and i really feel like i'm primed for that now i still have to finish this series i say have to i get to do this cool series and then i'm ex already pumped about like what ideas am i going to get for the next thing, you know? You're on it, man. I have complete faith on the trajectory you're on as well. So thank you for being part of this. And before we close and wrap things up, we're going to have a little extra extra toppings on an already dank pizza. Let's get some extra pepperonis on this bitch and let's get Britt Hoffman on here for just a couple minutes so we can show her some love, some much-needed love. This is my right-hand woman outside of my wife. Like, Britt has provided a lot of sanity for me. So Britt, if you're around, you know, uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself, your work, and let's just talk about like why, you know, briefly, because you were in this program this time last year, and now you're a mini coach, you're my VA, 
So let's get you some screen time real quick and uh, let the people know who you are. My name is Britt Hoffman. Um, most of you guys know me, but for those that don't, um, I'm an illustrator. Um, I'm also a storyteller and writer, and um, I combine all that into themes of love and use that to illustrate and create illustrations, basically, um, just to kind of um, remind yourself to keep that inner child alive, but also just to spread messages of love to everyone. So um, anything I do, it is creating through love, and I do, whether you can see the impact of love in the piece or not, I do go through and reach out and connect with the people that connect with my art and try and give that love towards them through interactions we have together or even just um, any work they do. I just try and just kind of give a, a little bit of love on that. And you were with me this time last year, you know, listened to the podcast forever, joined the boot camp early last year, jumped into the 12-week program. You've had a lot of seasons and pivots, you know, into where you're at today, illustrating with me and Jonathan and Silva and Morgan and Web3, Solana NFTs. And it's really, really cool to see the transformation you've had and then the positive impact you've created. So can you speak about real briefly from this time to where you're at now, what have been like your biggest takeaways and why are you still on this path, like pursuing mini coaching in VA, you know, like why are you still in the game with me? Uh, um, so I think, um, you know, for a fact that my biggest struggle has never been, although sometimes it can be shiny object syndrome. Um, it's really been more the me versus me or Brit versus Brit. As I talk to you about it, um, I've always, um, held myself back. So a lot of what I learned through coaching with you and through even just um, mini coaching or the 12 week program or the spring hustlers or the winter's hustlers, because I know I've been following you for a really long time now, um, is to slow down one. And you don't have to really feel like you're putting a pause on all the things you can do. So a lot of us have many things we're good at. Um, I know when I first started with you, I was painting and now I'm doing some digital illustrations, but just because I'm not doing painting doesn't mean that that has to go away. We can definitely pivot. And I'm pretty sure I am a hundred percent the one that has pivoted the most throughout my career with you. And um, it's okay. And, and that's what I like to remind all the students. Like it is okay. If you pivot, there's nothing wrong with it as long as you're consistent in your season. So that's another thing I've learned is to be consistent. And for me, that was very hard because I, it was very, I want to do this and I want to do that. And look at this. This is so cool. But consistency is really what has um, shown me the proof is in the pudding. Like you, like you like to tell us, um, consistency is what shows me what's working or what's not working or what I'm liking. And so um, just being able to put myself in a little box in a way, which normally I'm not, really helped me out. And I'll definitely say that's one of my biggest takeaways. And even just always, no matter what, just trying and trying, but not necessarily saying the word I'm trying, but actually doing it. So um, 
a lot of us will stay in the mindset of, I might, I will. Um, mindset has changed so much for me. And um, I owe that to you and my wife because my wife is always like, manifest that, manifest that shit. We love April. Shout out to April here. Yeah, I was always like one of those like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. Manifest, manifest, whatever. That's bullshit. And I really was one of those. As positive as I am, I am the most probably pessimistic person in my own stuff. And um, I'm very positive on everyone else. But for me, it was, I'm very um, the least selfish when it comes to myself. So the biggest thing I learned, the biggest takeaway um, would have to be after my 12-week program, I reached out to you and I wasn't like really feeling it. And um, you told me that it is okay to be selfish. And I said, you will, I don't know how to do that because so many people rely on me. Um, and selfish to me just sounded so wrong. And I actually had this conversation in um, the mini mentoring um, support call today. And I mentioned like selfish is not bad. It's a type of selfishness that you actually pursue. And so, yes, I was struggling, pivoting from giving away some of the things I used to do to help my wife out now that she's doing so much better with her health and giving myself more time and being more healthy in my own way. And I, throughout that, I learned that being that person and taking that time for myself has given me, given me the time to pursue things like being your VA, being a mini coach, being a coach on this call. And that alone has helped me still fill other people's cups and actually pursue what I like doing, which is servicing others, spreading love, and just mentoring other people. So it it sounds crazy, but being selfish can be good. And good selfishness versus bad selfishness, putting your own oxygen mask first after when life is taken care of and day job. You know, it's okay to be selfish with your creative pursuits. And some praise to you is, yeah, you've pivoted a lot. But every time you've learned something, you've uprooted it and you've carried to the next thing to where you finally found your fit for the season you're in. And being consistent, when you focus on not chasing the cheddar and focus on your craft, sharpening your sword, and providing impact and value, when you focus on craft, impact, value, and relationships – the opportunities will find you versus you obsessing over the opportunities and chasing. Cause when we chase the opportunities, when we're not prepared and ready for them, they run quicker. You've built a solid cohesive body of work. You've collected and made a massive impact in mentoring a lot of people. You've impacted so many people's lives that where people are coming to you all the time. You're like, Oh my God, this person hit me up. And I'm just like, yo, you're a credibility. You're an authority. Now own it. You're really stepping into who you're supposed to be and where you're supposed to go. And it's really, really, really powerful to see. And there's nobody else I'd rather have in my corner helping me with my day to day. Cause you know how you know more than anyone, even my wife of just like how much shit I have going on and you're there to support. I wouldn't be able to do this program, the boot camp. I wouldn't be able to like make time for my art if I didn't have you to help me out. So um, I wouldn't be able to get to where I want to be without you. 
this year. So thank you for everything. And thanks uh, for being a part of this session too, because you do it all out of love and we all radically support and appreciate you. You're the, you're the, you're the cheerleader everybody needs and didn't know they needed. Well, thank you, Scotty. And um, I really appreciate it. I'm just very thankful for this opportunity and it's meant more than you probably would know to even for you guys. Um, it's meant a lot to even just hear your stories and that you would even allow me to be here to be a mini coach when it's never been a thing um, to have someone else to actually help out um, just even being comfortable and vulnerable sharing your stories. It's meant a lot. Absolutely. We love you, Britt. And love you guys. as we wrap this up, you know, like someone like Silva, it's like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Like we got people making sacrifices for this season to go all out for themselves you know, while still making family and day job a priority. This has been a, hell, a crazy season of navigating distractions, a season of purposeful play, slowing down so we can grow fast, growing with each other, you know, letting down our guard, being vulnerable, admitting we don't have it all figured out. Nobody has it all figured out, y'all. Even me, and I've been doing this for a while, and I'm still a fuck up and a mess, and I share it with y'all too. I share my life. I share all the hard shit going on this is the hardest season of my life but this is an escape getting to like build with all of y'all and this session was special this call was special and all the hard work you this is week 10 i hope you can see in this call like what this is all about now you can see the pieces in the puzzle the path to get you don't have a crystal ball but you can look back on this for years now and be proud of what you did how polished and professional you sounded compared to where you came into the program like y'all look what you just did Look how many people you just made an impact on. That's the game. That's what it's about. Value, impact, create dope work that you love. That's success in my eyes. What's your definition of success? People got it fucked up and twisted about what success really is in this creative pursuits. But I think y'all have truly stepped into like what this game is about. And it's going to pay its dividends now, later, moving forward and all the impact and the rippling rippling impact you can create for other people so thank you so much for being a part of this program and i can't wait to drop this episode this one's special so love peace and peace of grace all right fam that's a wrap i hope you enjoyed this two-part student spotlight special featuring my spring 2023 students you can find the full episode information containing all links and references in the show notes within your current podcast listening app and these students i'm so damn proud of them. They've truly poured their souls, their hearts, everything they have into the last three months and the internal and external results speak for themselves. Again, insanely proud of them and their efforts because honestly, they've made me a better coach as I navigated my own crazy season of life of new baby, everything else on my plate going on with life and my other kiddos and wife and all the things that we've been dealing with behind the scenes. So yeah, these students I work with, special bunch, that have truly made me a better person. And it would mean a lot to me if you took a moment to connect with each one of these students here today and just support their work. They would love to hear from you and share with them what your biggest takeaway was. So if you're listening to this and you feel like you want to be a part of this, just know you're the exact type of creative badass I'm looking to work with. If you're feeling creatively stuck, I would love that opportunity to work with you. Consider joining a three-week boot camp by joining the waitlist over at bootcampsidehustle.com. It'll get you a nice little warm-up to experience what group coaching with me is like before diving deeper into a very intimate, personalized 
somewhat intense but very fun setting, which is this 12-week program that I do as well. So who knows? By you taking a three-week boot camp, then being a part of the next 12-week session, you could be the next person on this student spotlight episode. I think that'd be pretty dope. Now, as you finish off your week strong, I want to continue to encourage you to keep showing up, keep putting the work, and keep creating. You got this.